Helping you build a better brand through the fusion of form and function. This is the Rightly Designed Show. Welcome to the program. My name is Thomas, and this is the Rightly Designed Show. In this episode, we're going to explore some of the basic aspects of good design and expel some common misconceptions while we're at it. We'll mainly stick to book jacket design as the primary example, but this applies equally to websites, print materials, advertisements, and just about any other type of design you can think of. So I've spent probably the majority of my design time uh, in my experience with design working on book jackets and book cover design. So that's uh, typically where I derive most of my examples from. But again, um, this, this will apply to most any type of design out there. So to start with, I'll just go ahead and jump right into some of the top misconceptions. What are some of the things um, that I've come across as I've worked on design and thing, quotes I've heard or, or things that, that people tr uh, commonly attribute to good design? So the first and probably the most common I've heard is design is all about making something look pretty. Uh, I've heard this one over and over through, you know, client after client, you know, I, here, here's this web page or, or here's, here's this, here's my current book design, here's my current advertising design. Can you make it look pretty? An example I've used in the past is let's say that a men's basketball coach, college, high school or whatever comes up to you and says, I need a new design for our team's jerseys. They're old, they're outdated, I just don't like the look or the style. I just, I need a new design. You're a designer, can you come up with something that looks pretty? Just make it look pretty. So then imagine for a moment if that designer then went and created pink and purple jerseys and put daisies all over the, all over the jersey, returned it to the coach and said, what, you wanted me to make them look pretty, didn't you? So obviously the coach wouldn't be too happy, but then that's kind of the problem. You can't really, you have to kind of de define what, pretty is number one and number two it's not whether or not it looks pretty or doesn't look pretty is does it accurately fit the target for which it is intended the market uh, the medium and in this and at this particular case a pink jersey with flowers probably isn't appropriate so the second I, a second thing I or misconception I've heard um, fairly commonly is that design is solely an art form, that design is an art, that designers are artists, which is true to a certain degree. There is a level of art that goes into creating a design. Um, as someone who does a little bit of oil painting from time to time, I can tell you, however, just from personal experience, there's a big difference between something, an art that's very much expressionary in, in form uh, and a design trade. Design is very much commercial. When somebody's doing a painting, for the most part, it's kind of an expressionary form of art. It's something that you do to convey a mood, or it's something that you do to convey an experience or to express something. Design, on the other hand, is kind of the opposite. Design isn't necessarily meant to convey the actual artist's thoughts or expression. It's meant to actually communicate something for the end visitor, the end user, the client, or the customer. So it's a, it's a, there's a really, really big difference in the sense that it, a design has to be extremely clear in what it communicates. It has to be extremely concise 
and it has to it has to speak a specific message regardless of what the designer him or herself actually feel about the subject matter. So for example, I might enjoy painting uh, blue clouds in and that works great for uh, for painting that, that's that works fine. But when it comes to design, it's the opposite. It really doesn't matter what me, what myself as a designer likes. Uh, at that point in time, my job is to find out what works best rather than what I like. So design is, is similar to art in some senses that it does take creativity to create something that's outside the box and that kind of pushes the limits in terms of what somebody would be expecting and what catches someone's eye. But it's not art alone. There's a lot of science to it as well. So kind of uh, uh, one that has something to do with the previous one, a third misconception that I've heard commonly, which again, this, this does kind of come back to number two, but good design is all about breaking the rules. So it's kind of a misconception that if you're a designer, you pretty much have free reign to do anything. And turns out it's not really the case. When it comes to design, there are a there's a list of principles by which something is designed well. There's things like balance. There's things like a proper color palette, typography, certain guidelines and principles that most designers will adhere to uh, pretty strictly in order to create and to come up with a design that works. A phrase I actually heard pretty commonly through when, when I was in art school was that you have to know the rules before you can break them. So there comes a point in time where a designer can and may and will even break some of the design fundamentals that are common among designers, but it comes first with knowing what those principles are before breaking the rules. So again, there is a, a large aspect of creativity that goes into creating any design, but adhering to you know principles and rules in, in terms of visual communication is also really important. So the fourth one and the last one I'll, I'll list here today is that my personal preferences are an accurate gauge for what is and is not good design. So this one I hear all the time. <laughs> I like the color blue, please include it in this design. I really, really think this is a pretty typeface. Use this one on my cover. So this, again, this kind of comes back to the art example I used previously. When you're painting, it makes sense that you're doing something that fits your personal tastes, that fits your personal likes. When it comes to design, on the other hand, though, it's not it, designing something that's based upon your personal preferences may or may not, in most cases it will not, actually properly convey the message that your design is meant to convey. Graphic design very much is a visual medium. It's a visual communication medium. It's meant to say something to someone in the most in a, in a visual way, in the most concise way possible. So if I, for example, like the color blue and I'm working on a book cover that or a design that doesn't necessarily need the color blue or it doesn't make sense to use the color blue, then they're at conflict with each other. And my job as a designer is to find out what works best rather than what I like. Uh, something that I've, I've kind of gauged a lot of my you know, previous designs with is, you know, if I personally like everything that I design, if, I, if it fits my personal tastes, then I'm not doing my job as a designer. 
to kind of use an example, I've designed uh, book jackets for pretty much the whole gamut in terms of different markets. And so in the past, I've designed, uh, I've designed like uh, fiction books or you know different books for the genre of you know twelve year old girls. So I spend I take the time to go through and research that market. Sometimes looking through hundreds of different book covers in that market to find out uh, what fits in that market and what I can do to make it stand out, but also properly convey to that specific target audience. So by the time I'm done, by the time I've created my designs, I don't particularly I'm not particularly uh, drawn to <laughs> pink flowery book cover designs. Um, but I have to set all that aside to find out what will best communicate to the audience that this design is meant to reach. Okay, so now that we've gotten some of the top misconceptions out of the way, let's move on to what is it that makes a good design? So what is it that is involved with making a design that's effective, that not only looks, looks good, but properly fits the market for which it's intended? And the first one... Um, the first one I'll explore, and I'm actually just going to explore four different kind of key broad brushstrokes. I'm not going to go through each specific principle that you would find in a graphic design book. More like four more broad, broad subjects that kind of cover the entire gamut. And the first one I, I typically go to, and again, probably the most important, is clarity. Uh, clarity because design is a visual medium through which you're communicating a message. So just as in a conversation, using a paragraph when a sentence will do will confuse the main point being made. It's been written that the more the words, the less the meaning. The same, the same concept applies to design. The old adage, less is more, applies to just about any design, and it's actually one I use uh, all the time when working with, with new customers or clients or, or people who are uh, in the market for a new design. It's always the tendency to want to add more. It's just kind of human nature to see an area in a design that's vacant and want to fill it with something. And so I, I hear myself constantly kind of even repeating to myself sometimes less is more. You can, you can convey and, and uh, communicate something much quicker and clearer if you get the unnecessary uh, elements, typefaces, images out of the way. As a quick aside, I can actually illustrate this with an interesting story uh, that one of my teachers told uh, in, in art school with one of her students. And what it was was that she had a assignment that she had given uh, to each of the students where they were assigned a specific product. And their job was to create a poster or a billboard or some sort of advertisement that conveyed quickly uh, to the audience and, and to potential buyers what that product was and why they should buy it, essentially. So this, this student was assigned cheese. That was his, that was his big uh, product that he had to sell. And, you know, it was kind of, it was done in, the, in such a way as to consider as though you were in an art agency or in a design agency, you had a budget, you had to be very careful with your resources. So he designed a poster and he, you know, he hung it up in front of the class and um, gave his rationale for why he made the specific design decisions he did. And it said his headline uh, in the advertising or un, in the advertisement was the big cheese, and then below it, it actually showed a large block of cheese with a you know a slice cut out of it, and he had some information below that about the product and that sort of thing. So the teacher actually walked up to the front of the classroom and tore it off the tore it off the wall, <laughs> and threw it on the ground. 
and began to ask him, do you know, do you know what you did wrong? He said, no. So she said, you just wasted your entire advertising budget by doing one thing that we never do in advertising and in advertising and design. And he said, what's that? He said, you essentially called your audience stupid. And so, of course, he's kind of puzzled. He said, and her explanation was, you, cre- you had an image of a big piece of cheese, and then you said the big cheese. You said the exact same thing twice. Everybody already knows what a big piece of cheese looks like. There's no need to add the words, the big cheese. So in a kind of uh, somewhat harsh way, she was she was conveying to the class, she was using it as an object example, that your space in design is very, very limited. And when you've already made a point clearly, there's no need to make it again and waste space. So again, that's kind of an aside, um, but also kind of an interesting illustration as to how when you're designing something, uh, less is more. So the the next one I'll, I'll touch on, the next kind of facet of what makes a good design is uniqueness. And this is what most people will attribute to a good design, which is very true. Um, having something that's unique is important. Uh, having a design that stands out, of course, is very important. Um, oftentimes when designing a book jacket, the goal is to deliver something that not only fits the subject matter, but does so in an unexpected fashion. Oftentimes, I'll look through hundreds of book jackets pertaining to a specific genre, but I'll do this not for the purpose of copying, but just the opposite, strategizing how I can deliver, deliver a design that will stand out from the crowd. So this is, this is really what, what makes uh, design, this is where the creativity comes in, um, because there's a, there's a lot of designers out there, and I've even kind of I've looked through a lot of different so especially in the, the realm of, of web design today, there's kind of trends that emerge and then everybody just jumps on and copies it for the sake of it being a trend. So there's kind of a fine line to walk between finding out what is going to properly fit the market that you're trying to reach, what properly fits the subject matter that the design is meant to convey, and what will also stand out from the crowd that will properly and uniquely convey your brand. So uniqueness is very much a a very important facet to that. The fourth and final aspect of good design that I'll explore here today is functionality. Uh, Functionality in the terms that I'm using them here now pertains more to an interactive type of design, specifically a website, um, but it is very, very important. Uh, To kind of paraphrase Steve Jobs, he said, design isn't about how it looks, It's about how it works. And that's exactly right. Uh, Similar to paint on a house, a design is only as strong as the functionality it sits upon. So kind of to expand, to expand that as an example, to say you're getting ready to build your own house and you had the means necessary to do that. Design, the functionality would be, you know, where, how wide you make the hallways, uh, where you place the doors. Uh, how easy you make it to access the pan- you know access the pantry and those those different things. And then there'd be the um, more of the aesthetic part of the design, which would be the paint. So a lot of people would consider you know um, the design isn't so much you know how wide you made those doorways. The design is more the paint palette colors that you pick out for the house. Uh, but of course, design is both. 
So if we were to only consider one and not the other, for example, if we were to spend all of our time creating a color palette that we thought worked really well, but then spend very little time designing how wide we're going to make our doorways, we could end up with a house that makes it almost impossible to get to specific rooms uh, or difficult to get around uh, and yet have a beautiful color palette. You'd be able to draw the conclusion pretty quickly that regardless of how beautiful that color palette is, if the house isn't designed well in terms of how it functions and how it serves its purpose and how things can be stored and accessed, then the whole, then the color palette becomes kind of a moot point. So that's kind of the example I use. Um, if it's, if your design isn't built firmly upon the strong foundation of a very functional and usable platform, then even the best color palette in the world or the best typeface in the world or the best color combo will not make up for poor functionality. So all this begs the question, why is good design so important? So if you're running a website or you're getting ready to do a new book cover design or you have an advertising campaign in the works or just looking to build your email list or whatever it is that your goal is in terms of building your brand and, and building your platform, why is good design so important? And probably the first and most important reason is that for better or for worse, design is most often a first impression. So when someone hits your website or when someone picks your book off the shelf, picks your book up off the shelf, the very first impression they're going to get is how well is that designed? And it's, it's very similar to face-to-face -face meetings with new people. That first impression oftentimes can be a lasting one. So it's very important that the time and the energy and the thought goes into every piece of design, but especially those ones that are kind of there to greet new customers or new readers or people who you're trying to influence with your brand or your platform. So good design is also important because it can make the difference between your point being made very loud and clear and completely confusing your audience. And what I mean by that is I'll kind of go back to the, the cheese analogy with the student who is creating an advertisement. If your design isn't created in such a way as to convey something accurately and quickly, you run the risk of turning people away. Whether that's your book cover design and it's, you know, it's cluttered with all sorts of different aspects and elements and lots of hidden meanings, again, that alone can push someone away. Uh, if you're doing an advertising design and the point of the advertisement isn't clear, that again can help that advertisement be less effective. If your website design isn't clear, if you give people five, six, seven options up front on the homepage, that's less likely that anybody will take an action as opposed to if you give them one, maybe two clear actions to take the second they hit your website. So again, clarity is king when it comes to website design uh, or really any type of design uh, where you're trying to get someone to take an action or to remember what it is that your brand is and stands for. Good design is also important because it plays a large role in how you're remembered. And I kind of touched on this on a previous point about first impressions. First impressions are important, but so are lasting impressions. So if you have the opportunity to have someone return to your website, or if you have someone uh, who liked your first book and is picking up another book, 
Um, the more someone is interacting with your brand, the more someone is interacting with your designs, the more it's beginning to establish the type of brand that you're building. So good design all the way throughout, whether it's a single landing page for a campaign that you're trying to run or a new course, it's important that every single aspect of the design, whether it's the homepage or website or that brand new campaign, all reflects the quality of the design of your brand. So it's very important as well. Not only does that design have to be well done, well thought out, well organized and easy to access, but it also has to be something uh, that reflects a consistent, coherent quality brand throughout. And most importantly, a good design is important because it's one of the best ways to serve your audience. It's one of the best ways to serve your website readers, um, your book readers, uh, whoever it is you're trying to serve, good design is probably one of the best ways to do it. Uh, when a design for specifically like a homepage is very cluttered, uh, difficult to read, hard to find what they're after, it just makes life more difficult for them and less likely for them to return. Uh, but whereas if it's very, very clear, uh, the navigation is easy to find, easy, of course, to navigate. Uh, articles are very readable, it's not smattered with ads and autoplay videos, um, then it's a lot more likely that they're going to come to visit. Because if there's one thing we know about the internet is that it's flooded with information. If there's one news website out there that makes it hard for you to read, you have a couple thousand other ones that you can choose from. So that's why it makes it all the more important to ensure that every design is done to serve the people for whom it's intended. So hopefully that gives you a quick overview of some of the things that make a quality design. Hopefully it gives you some things to consider if you're working on a new website or you've got plans for a new project you're wanting to do or a new campaign. Hopefully that'll kind of give you some things to chew on and consider and keep in mind uh, to make sure that those designs are as effective as possible. Now, if you're wanting to dive in a little bit deeper, if you actually want to learn some of those uh, specific design principles, there's a book I've actually recommended for a long time now. I've actually had the opportunity to teach some um, some students a while back. Uh, and I, pre I pretty regularly, uh, when you're starting out in design, I jump back to this book. It's a good one. It's called The Non-Designer's Design Book. And I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll post a link. I'm pretty sure it's still on Amazon. Um, but I'll go ahead and post a link. And you can just find that at rightlydesign.com slash podcast slash two. And it's a really good book. It goes through proximity, alignment, repetition, contrast. And it goes through uh, using the color, color wheel and um, the different color relationships and typography. And it's a really short book. So it's kind of meant to just be a quick reference. It's not like an in-depth guide on how to become a professional graphic designer. It's just some of the core design principles. It's only like 200 pages long. It's got a glossary. Um, so it's a really great resource if it's if design is something that you're just wanting to um, just get your feet wet and kind of learn a little bit more about. This is a great resource. So as I mentioned, I'll leave that in the show notes, rightlydesign.com slash podcast slash two. So that concludes this episode of the Rightly Design Show. As always, feel free to send me a message at rightlydesign.com slash contact with your thoughts, your feedback, or any questions you might have. And I'd be more than happy to explore the possibility of 
uh, answering those questions at length in future episodes. So thanks again. Thanks so much for listening to the program. Be a part of the show. Contact us at rightlydesigned.com slash contact with your questions, thoughts, and feedback. To read the show notes from today's episode or find previous episodes, visit rightlydesigned.com slash show.